Hey everybody, welcome to the Taos Mountain Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Angelo McCorse. The Taos Mountain Lifestyle Podcast is brought to you by Bison Star Naturals, a local body care products company out of Taos, New Mexico, bringing you lotions and soaps made with pure essential oils. Today we have Keith and Eden Colibri. These boys are opening up a new shop called Illuminations Apothecary. They're carrying a lot of great herb spice mixes, a lot of salves, body butters, tinctures, and other medicinal and herbal remedies for cooking as well as your daily use for all keeping up with your immune system and staying healthy. Also, Eden Colibri has his Eden's New Mexican Empanadas at the Taos Farmer's Market. Super good. He's got green chili cheese ones, broccoli and cheese for the kids, and he's even got his apple green chili empanada, which is a huge hit because, as you know, us New Mexicans like it sweet and spicy. Keith is the guy behind the body butters and the salves and all the herb mixes over at the... Illuminations Apothecary, which is sharing a space with the spice merchants right next to Brodsky Books and across from the Fetching Inn on the main drag. Eden is a pastry chef with over 10 years of experience and he teaches some classes about mixing spices like he teaches a curry 101 class. So come and check these guys out at Illuminations Apothecary when it opens up October 1st. And it's exciting that these two newcomers to Taos are getting their feet wet in the business world and starting up a brick and mortar. All right, everybody. I hope you enjoy the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Taos Mountain Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Angelo McCorse. This morning, it's Monday morning, the 10th, September 10th. Beautiful outside, clear skies. Crisp, cool fall air is here. I should have worn a long sleeve when I was riding down the, um, flying down the road on my bike, but uh, not yet. I can still barely, barely handle it. But anyway, I rode up to um, Illumination Apothecary, which is right alongside the Taos Spice Merchants. And uh, today I'll be interviewing Keith and Eden Calibri. Well, I'm happy to be here. As soon as I walked in the door, these guys had a fresh cup of joe waiting for me from World Cup. Thankful for that. Way to get you going in the morning. Thanks, fellas. And also, beyond just smelling the fresh cup of coffee, once you open that door, I got a whirlwind of spices coming up my nostril, which is welcoming in the morning. Very invigorating. So anyway, I'm happy to be here. And uh, what's up, guys? How are you doing, Keith? I'm doing great. I feel good, and I'm loving the fall air. It's definitely my favorite time of year. Aiden? Same. It's my favorite time of year. I love it so much. Yeah, definitely beautiful. Um, The fall colors are about to start coming in soon, all those deep yellows and golds and... Oh man, cruising through the Aspens at this time of the year, you can't beat it. But how have you guys been? We just uh, got over Labor Day weekend last weekend, and then now we had another busy weekend at the farmer's market too. But uh, beyond the farmer's market this weekend, what have you, how was your weekend? What were you guys up to? Um, it was pretty good, other than 
being at the farmer's market, slinging empanadas, we were here. Um, we're getting ready to uh, expand the uh, apothecary. We opened, like, I think July 17th. There's just a small pop-up inside the Tao Spice Merchants. And we've pretty much doubled what we have to offer. And as of October 1st, we're actually taking over half the space. So you'll walk in and it'll be Tell Spice Merchants on the left side and the Illuminations Herbal Apothecary on the right side. Nice. Keith, why don't you tell us exactly where your location is so people can um, check it out? So we are located at 226 Paseo del Pueblo Norte, and we're right next door to Brodsky Books and the bead store. Nice. So yeah. All right. Cool. I understand um, that you guys have two hustles going on right now because I know I see you at the farmer's market every Saturday. And um, what's the name of that hustle? I know there's really good empanadas. It's Eden's New Mexican empanadas. And what kind of empanadas are you giving to the people? Oh, man. I change the flavors every week. Green chili apple pie is definitely the biggest success we've ever had. We've been doing this for three and a half years, and this is our first year doing it in New Mexico. And uh, it's, that one's a hit, but we do all sorts of like, you know, green chili cheese, green mole, I mean, you name it, we've done it. All right. And then, so Keith, tell me about the second um, arm of this, your guys' entrepreneurial endeavor, uh, Illuminations Herbal Apothecary? Yeah. So the apothecary was, has been a dream of ours for the last couple of years. I started making my own body care products a few years ago and came up with a serum for like the face, neck and kind of chest area because I couldn't find anything out there that didn't have like alcohol or like chemical ingredients in it. So I started making my own and I came up with a product that I really liked. And, you know, after encouragement from friends and from Eden, I started producing it and selling it. And then it kind of graduated into a line where I now have a body butter and also deodorant that I make. It's a deodorant paste. And it's been going really well. The Body Butter was just launched a few months ago, and I've been really happy with the results, and people really seem to like it a lot. Everything I use is all 100% organic. Um, I don't use any preservatives in any of my products. They're basically so clean you could eat them, although I wouldn't imagine they would taste very good, but you definitely could eat them if you wanted to, maybe in a pinch. That is amazing. That's a definitely something that people are seeking out these days because it's important for us to be using clean products on the biggest organ of our body, which is our skin. And so I really appreciate that you have gone the 100% organic route. So organic, you could even eat the products. Of course, I wouldn't recommend it either because who wants to eat some deodorant unless you like, uh, you know, you want fresh breath all day or something. But anyway, that's super cool. All right. So we got... um, Eden's empanadas at the farmer's market and the Illuminations Herbal Apothecary. And I was wondering, why don't you, I'm curious about the um, apothecary side, because right now I understand that you are in the same business space as the uh, Tao Spice Merchant. Why don't you kind of enlighten us on your relationship with the owner and how you guys came to decide that you're going to split a shop? So we were so excited when this store opened up because having fresh organic spices is so key for great cooking. And I think every town can use a, you know, a spice shop. 
But, um, we, you know, we were really excited when Eliza opened up the store and kind of got to know her. We became regular customers immediately, probably came in here like two times the first week they opened up. And then from there on, it was like two and three times because we tend to do our shopping for groceries pretty much daily. So we got to know her and it turned out that she needed some help. So I had some extra time and I came in and started working with her two days a week. And eventually our relationship kind of blossomed and I started making her in-house blends kind of by sheer osmosis. I just decided I wanted to make something that was similar to the Mexican spice tahine using hatch red chilies and lime. Mm. And, um, you know, they use, of course, like anti-caking agents in that. So I was like, no, I'm going to make something that's natural and really tasty. So I started formulating and then from there it started with one spice blend and now I think we're up to 38 and I have, you know, like many different chili blends that I've created from like all over the state. And then I've also focused on like different countries and different regions um, because diversity is really the key of life. And, you know, having different spice blends, I think is a wonderful thing. It also takes the guesswork out of cooking. So, um, Getting to know Eliza, I realized that she was really into herbs like myself and had studied under Michael Moore in the early 2000s in Arizona. And we had kind of tossed around the idea of maybe adding some medicinal spices and herbs. And, you know, it was just kind of talk. And then a few months ago, uh, I mentioned that I wanted to start my own thing and asked her if she would be open to me opening up a little herbal section in the store. And... Her reaction was like sheer delight. She was so excited about it and was totally on board. And so, you know, it took a couple months to get everything together, but now we have about 40 different herbs. We have six different medicinal mushrooms and we have a really nice selection of flower essences and different tinctures. And we've got lots of books. We, you know, look for a lot of used books to give people a deal on interests that you know, like that we share and feel like would be important to spread the word of. And, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, that's, that's amazing. What a, what a plethora of medicinal herbs and, um, tinctures and spices and all those blends you were talking about, man, they get me really excited. Cause I love that you said it takes the, um, brain work out of cooking you know you could just get some meat and get an awesome spice blend and slap it on there but also i know that you know instead of um cooking like a layman like i do where i just get spice packs and slap them on stuff no i'm just kidding i mix stuff up and i really i'm a good cook but when i'm fast and when i'm trying to just get something done i like your idea of you know having um a spice combo to just put into a dish and then you know before you know it, you have some really good food. But beyond that, I know that Eden, you are actively teaching classes about, uh, you know, I see you up here on your board in your spot, you have uh, Thai Curries 101, you also have Cooking with Healing Plants, Herbs and Spices. Why don't you tell us about the classes that you take? Because, you know, I could sure benefit from some more culinary knowledge. Totally. Um, well, I've been cooking professionally for the past 10 years. Nice. Um, yeah. No wonder and I, your empanadas are so good, dude. Thank you. I lucked out. I uh, was living in San, I lived in San Francisco for uh, 13 years. And at one point, um, was lucky enough to work in some of like the top restaurants in the country with no experience and having no idea what I was doing. 
and they uh, ate me alive. But uh, the last job I had in San Francisco, uh, my last couple years there, was at Tartine Bakery. Hmm. And so for the past five years, I've been um, a pastry chef. And that's where the whole empanada thing kind of came out of because I love savory pastry. But when the spice shop opened, you know, they had this big table in the back. There was all this space. Um, and I can't remember if it was my idea to ask them if I could do classes or if they asked me. I think they asked me. Um, so we've been, I've been doing, uh, you know, little c- cooking demos and cooking classes since they opened. Um, during the winter, we do a lot of different curries. We've done paella. We've done a lot of different Ooh. Indian dishes, Thai dishes. Um, Japanese, uh, we had a dumpling making 101. So now that we have the herb shop, um, we're hosting a series of classes. Um, we had herbal first aid with John Duncan a couple weeks nice. ago. He came back and did medicinal weeds and roots last week. Um, we have Unjun Jones coming up on September 20th doing a tincture making class. And October 4th, I'm doing Cooking with Healing Plants, Herbs, and Spices. And November 7th, I'm doing Thai Curries 101. It's really fun. It's super, super chill. It's only about eight bucks, you know, per person because I wanted to make it really accessible. That's a deal. Yeah. I mean, we literally, like, cook up a batch of whatever it is that, you know, whatever the topic is, we cook it up, and then we sit around and eat it and talk about it. Super fun. The pie class that we did a couple weeks ago was hugely successful and people loved it because we went through all the stages of making like the best pie crust and like you know gauging your fillings like how much sugar how much whatever and then we just sat around for an hour eating pie and talking about it it was really really fun so it's good stuff there's no better way to bring the community together than over food and food education. Man, that sounds so cool. I didn't know that you had such a deep, rich culinary experience, but after taking a bite of your empanada, I don't doubt it one second. <laughs> but also what's really cool is I'm very, I'm like getting excited and I'm getting really um, super stoked to hear about all these classes that are in the near future, as well as the ones you've already been um, having this year. Makes me wish that I would have introduced myself to you guys and found out of all about what you're doing like <clears throat> the beginning of the year because that's exactly what like my wife and I are into we would totally drop the baby off at grandma's to come and hang out bring and do stuff baby. like this <laughs> well all right yeah if you like babies oh I'll, yeah I'll bring the baby I'll hold it the whole time <laughs> she's adorable yeah that's little Judy but I really appreciate too the accessibility of your classes you know I see that your times are in the evening after work they're less than they're 10 bucks or less which is a very great price point you know and not only that but i really appreciate like i said your deep culinary experience that you're putting out on the table for people to learn from at such an accessible price that's huge you know some people work that long and then they call themselves a professional culinary chef and then they charge big bucks for that kind of knowledge so i really think that's cool you're doing that and that's a humble thing to share knowledge and i also feel it's a smart way to build community mm-hmm. and become part of a community that is the entire point um <clears throat> we really 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 wanted to create the illuminations apothecary for a really long time it's a mix of herbal medicine, just you know, alternative medicine, whether it be uh, organic body care, food, uh, herbs, tinctures. We have a lot of medic, like med- make your own medicine supplies, but also um, the whole you know spiritual health as well. Um, I won't go into it, but it's, uh, I won't go into like my credentials or anything. But uh, 
<laughs> but, you know, I have a pretty long history of like working with people who are going through some crazy stuff. So I also offer like life coaching, especially for those overcoming addiction or for LGBT youth. And we really want this place to become a crossroads for the entire community. We want people to come in and like, you know, see what's new, share ideas, discuss things that they might not feel comfortable discussing elsewhere just because they might seem too woo-woo or too like out there. We, it's, it's, I'm so excited because it's been three, three and a half years in the making and it's like finally coming coming true. And we've only been here for a year. So we like, we have no doubt in our mind that this is where it's supposed to happen. Beautiful. Tass is the perfect place for it. I think we have a, the right kind of community that needs something that you're describing um, you want to create, which is a space or a crossroads for everybody to come, no matter your gender, your orientation, your age, your interests, um, just to be able to come here. And I also appreciate um, one thing that you didn't mention that I was thinking about as you were mentioning um, the characteristics of the place you're trying to create. One of the things that popped into my mind is you offer something healthy to do in the evenings yeah. that can take up hours of your time where you're, it's an educational experience that's fun and you also get to taste or bite or eat so it's very tangible you know, and you get to take something with you. So I really feel that's cool because it beats going out to dinner or going to grab a drink at a bar or like you can only go um, to gutters X amount of times during the week, you know what I mean? So I really appreciate that you guys are creating something um, that will be welcoming for the community. I also want to just, uh, you've mentioned your inspirations of why you started these um, endeavors, but just one more time, I just realized that you had a third part of your endeavor, which for you, Eden, is you know being a life coach, helping people with the spiritual aspects of their life, um, helping coach them through addiction, or like you said, the LG, um, B T community, LGBTQT. L- it's the whole alphabet. Yeah, it really uh, is at this point. <laughs> okay, cool. Because I, I want to, I want to be all inclusive. You know, I, uh, it's, I got I mean, love the BLT for community. Who, you know, yeah. It's, there's a lot of letters to remember. Yeah, totally. But the whole community is what yeah. I'm getting at. So I really appreciate that you're offering those kind of spaces for people to gather and spaces for people to improve the happiness in their life or improve the quality of their life because really that's what this does um through like you said through the holistic health aspects of the herbs healing herbs through cooking even just through this healthy community that you're starting with right now so i'm really excited about that super super awesome and so what are your what are the hours of the illumination apothecary since you've been open just uh like a year now um the pop-up has only been open since the middle of july we're going to be a full-fledged store as of October 1st, but the hours are every day, Monday through Saturday from 10 to 6, and on Sundays from 12 to 4. That's good to know because uh, people come in here, you'll be amazed at the walls that are lined with jars of herbs and spices, and you'll be amazed at all the tincture bottles with all these amazing medicines that these guys are creating here. Also, I just can't wait to walk through and take the time after the podcast to <laughs> find out which are some of the favorites oh, yeah. and to see what are some of the best uh, sellers and what people are showing interest here because I think that you guys are offering such a wide variety of stuff. There's something here for everybody, but I know that you're going to um, be able to identify some of the favorites. What, why don't you just give us some of the favorites from your pop-up? Um, gosh, right now I've been creating a lot of 
medicinal tea blends. And I've created my own golden milk, which is like a, basically a, a turmeric milk mm. that you add different spices. It's really good for inflammation. Mm. Um, that has sold unbelievably well. And I've actually created a golden milk blend for the coffee apothecary to serve to their customers. So their blend is slightly different than what I'm selling just because I want to have a little bit of versatility there. But golden milk has been selling really well. I do a relaxing blend that I call sleep, rest, and relax. And I've taken a bunch of really, really nice, mellow, kind of mild sedative herbs and blended them together. It's the perfect tea to take into the bath with you after a long day. And um, of course, like the body care has been selling really well. The body butter has been flying off the shelves, which I've been stoked about <laughs> because there's nothing better than seeing something that you put your heart and soul into flying off the shelves. And uh, we also carry a series of flower essences that are, we have flower essences and then also um, tinctures that are charged with crystals and like the essence of different kinds of flowers. And it's from a woman who's based in Mendocino County, California. And her products have been selling unbelievably well too. She's really, really great. She's super nice. Um, you know, we both have serious roots in California and of course I'm from Northern California, so I have a lot of love for that area, but her products are really, really wonderful and they're called <laughs> Sister Spinster. <laughs> nice. That's good. Plug, yeah. Get that plug in there. Yeah. And your body care line, FYI folks, is, uh, it's the desert serum line from Illuminations Apothecary. So there's uh, the Desert Serum, which is for the face. There's Desert Body, which is the body butter. And then there's, uh, what's the deodorant one? What do you call that? I just call it deodorant. So I have two, <laughs> I have two flavors. It's a deodorant paste, and there's Lang Lang and Sandalwood. And then the other aroma is Frankincense and Cardamom. Nice. So kind of have like masculine and feminine, but they're both kind of interchangeable. Yeah, they're unisex, interchangeable, mm -hmm. super sweet. So tell me some um, interesting uh, facets about the store from your perspective, Eden. Oh my God. It's, it's it can be as long as you want. <laughs> The variety of stuff that's already here is so good. It's something I don't think Taos has seen in a really long time. My favorite part about the spice shop is like the chili wall. There's mm. anything you could possibly want chili-wise, they probably got it. What we've brought in that I've been super excited about, um, besides the herbs, because our herb selection is killer and they're such high quality. They're all sourced incredibly well. I'm really excited about the Sister Spinster stuff. I've been wanting to carry Liz's products for a long time. She's a really special young woman. Um, but we're also getting, you know, we have herbs, there's spices, there's like a culinary undertone, there's like a, you know, health and wellness undertone. Uh, so we're getting a couple things in for, you know, they're kind of in that vein. So we're getting like a line of really amazing rolling pins from Vermont that are all handmade. We're getting in these uh, handmade brooms uh, from California that this girl named Hannah makes. They're like these handmade maple handle brooms and getting in a really amazing jewelry line from Virginia that's all related to the elements. So that kind of ties into the whole, you know, earth medicine theme. Cool. Uh, so it's definitely like a diverse mix of stuff. There's definitely something for everyone, but it is all tied together under the idea or the umbrella of health and wellness, making your own, you know, doing it out of your home, which I think is really important. And a lot of people are getting back to that. 
these days, and I'm, which is great. I'm really excited about. Super cool. So that's good to know. Yeah. So it's a multifaceted store. It's not just offering apothecary products like herbs, tinctures, spice mixes, body butters, healing facial serums. It's actually getting some products in there like uh, jewelry and household products uh, like broom, handmade brooms. I like how you said there's going to be something for everybody in here soon enough. And uh, it's amazing that you guys were able to transform from just a pop-up inside the store to, from my understanding, soon starting October 1st, splitting the rent with Eliza, the current Spice merchant owner, and going halfsies on the store. So that way you guys will have one side and she'll have the other. And just real quick, why don't you... um, Tell us, Keith, how you differentiate, how the Illuminations Herbal Apothecary differs from the Spice Merchant, just so that way people kind of have a distinction, so they don't think it's the same um, business. Well, for one, I mean, like, the Spice Shop, of course, has, like, a heavy emphasis on, like, culinary use, and while she does carry a lot of spices that can be used medicinally, we carry most of our herbs and whatnot and mushrooms geared more towards like um, you know like the medicinal qualities making teas nice. creating your own tinctures <clears throat> stuff of that nature once the store does open on october 1st there will kind of be like a clear dividing line that will differentiate the two stores our half will definitely be painted a different color we <laughs> we tend to gravitate to a little more like darker colors whereas eliza has like kind of brighter lots of whites and you know, clear jars. Our jars are all amber. We've got gold handwriting on them. Eden did all the the penmanship for that. And um, you can definitely tell that there's two separate spaces when you come in here because like our our styles are very different. They complement each other, but they're very different. So like that line of demarcation, especially I think around September 28th is when the, we're doing a little bit of construction, putting more shelves, doing some painting. Like the color schemes are gonna be so different. Like they'll, it'll look nice. It's gonna like complement each other, but one, it's literally gonna be kind of like, uh, I don't know, Two Face kind of browns and uh, you know, earthy, rusty metallics on one side, and then white, creamy, kind of more country farm colors on the other side. So basically, Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Well, I think that's cool because, hey, folks, when you come and visit this uh, spot, you're going to get a two for one. You're going to be able to get some of your culinary herbs, but then also turn around and be able to find all your medicinal herbs and mushrooms. But at the same time, both of the owners are going to work together to make sure you get exactly what you want and exactly what you're looking for to cater to your experience, whether you're trying to cook or whether you're trying to heal yourself or whether you're trying to do all of the above. Mm -hmm. So I kind of really appreciate that. Uh, One more question is uh, the educational space like the classroom space still going to stay the same or um it's going to change a little bit we're um we're going to put a wall up uh so we have more of like a production space versus retail space all right um i think the class we don't really know if the classes are going to stay in the area they're in now we're thinking they might actually move more into like the retail space because it'll be pretty It'll be cool because we'll be able to set up uh, chairs in a more like circular formation. Mm. And then also people could uh, see the classes through the window right on Paseo. Oh, yeah. So that might be another draw to bring them in. But thank you for letting me know all about 
upcoming plans and how the shop is going to be transforming over the next couple months for when you get settled in come October 1st. So I can't wait to see what that's going to look like because right now it already looks like you guys have a great setup going. You guys have a lot of products. You guys have a lot of things to offer. And so that's really awesome. I think it's going to be fun for anybody to come in here even now, even today, tomorrow, whenever. But for sure, I can't wait to see the juxtaposition between the two businesses when you come in you know what I mean but at the same time I'm sure it'll be um, aesthetically pleasing because there'll be two different styles and you'll be able to get the best of both worlds so that's super super cool and that leads me um, to my transitional question of why Taos guys like you know I know you, so Eden I understand you're originally from did you say Vermont Virginia. or Virginia excuse me <laughs> don't <laughs> you say it like it's bad but I know that there's some good there and there then is. oh for sure <laughs> and then Keith you said you're originally from yeah I grew up in California I was born in San Francisco Bay Area and kind of raised in the Bay Area and then also up in Sonoma County all right, so yeah, Bay Area guy, and then some, and then a boy from Virginia. Yeah. All right, so why don't you why don't you guys tell me about what? How did you find out about Taos, and um, oh. what made you want to come? That's a good story. Yeah, um, let's have it. Because we were living in San Francisco for a really really long time, and it became too expensive and insane. So we moved to Big Sur, which is a completely different side of the California coin. And uh, we loved it so much. Um, so we lived in Mixer for a little bit and then finally um, planted ourselves on the other side of the Los Padres. Los Padres Forest in Carmel Valley. And we were there for a couple years. Um, and then 120,000 acres went up in flames because oh. some, some hiker in the middle of the worst drought in California history decided to make a cup of coffee or something like that. Oh. And so the 120,000 acres was about three, four miles behind our house. So we didn't see the sun for two weeks. It was raining ash for two weeks. We could not breathe. So oh, we came to visit my mom who lives in Santa Fe. She mm. just moved there from Colorado. Mm. And uh, we came up here for two days and we were like, this is it. We really like it here. So it took another year for us to find a place to live. And uh, yeah, now we've been here for about 13 months. And we love it. <laughs> Taos has been really, really wonderful. And like you said earlier in the podcast, like the mountain kind of chews you out and spits you out, you know, or chews you up and spits you out if they don't want you here. Um, <laughs> I believe that to be true because we've talked to other people who've moved here on the same time we have and their experience has been so different from our own. I mean, you know, of course it's a small town, so finding work to begin with can be really difficult, but for both of us, it really wasn't too big of an issue. And I think that if you just come with it with an open heart and just kind of have absolutely no expectations, you will be okay because you can't have expectations here. It's you just have to kind of go with the flow and figure out what your niche is and where you belong and I guess find your tribe and it'll work for you. Yeah, Taos is Taos. So if you come here, you have to become Taos, <laughs> or you have to have some Taos in you in order for it to work. You know, but if you come here from California and you're just like, "Where's the Jamba Juice? I don't. Where's the Chipotle? You're not. It's not going to work." Cool. I like. I like that, Aiden. I like what you have to become Taos. So, just real quick, what does that mean to you guys? Like, what characteristics or values embody 
being Taos? I don't know. That's a really good question. I mean, for I think that I think that varies from person to person. For me, it was it it, it it's still forcing me, and I'm doing it real. Uh, not I have a hard time chilling out. And so Taos is like, you have to chill. You have to be patient. You can't rush things. Um, you can't. Basically, it's like get your damn hands off of it and stop trying to be such a control freak. You know, the, the vibe here for me has very much been, um, you know, you can sign up for the ride, but you have to wait in line <laughs> and you can't force your way through the line or else you'll get stuck in the back of the line. And, uh, everything just has fallen into place, uh, really, really naturally for us. And for me, it's been a major practice of like just not being a control freak. <laughs> Dude, we people know uh, New Mexico and Taos in particularly as like the land of manana. So I know if you are a driven business person or very motivated, and you just want to get out there, get things done. There's going to be a lot of road bump, there are speed bumps and roadblocks along the way um, that do teach you those lessons of patience and of also staying determined and being persistent because I also like that uh, line analogy. You know, you can sign up for the ride, but that don't mean, but you have to wait. And if you try to force your way or rush it, you might end up getting bumped back and losing your spot in that line. So I thought that was kind of cool the way you put that. How about you, Keith? What do you, what do you think embodies the uh, like Taos mountain lifestyle? Uh, You have to learn to slow down. Um, You know, I grew up in the Bay area. So I was kind of like always a city person for a long, long time. And, you know, moving to Big Sur, I slowed down a little bit. And then of course, moving down to here, I realized that I had to slow down a lot um, because it's easy just to kind of go, go, go. But the deal with Taos is that you just kind of have to take it as it is and kind of accept the town for what it is also. And it's a beautiful place to live. And there's a lot of really wonderful people here. And there's a lot of great entrepreneurs. And I think that this town is kind of slowly changing and it's for the better. I mean, I know that oftentimes like really small towns kind of are a little bit apprehensive about change and justifiably so, but um, you know, like Taos is changing a little bit. And so I feel like we definitely are helping to kind of shape and mold the town to be more of a destination for people, especially for the locals too, because we do need more things to do here. And I totally just deviated completely from your question, but um, I tend to ramble, so. Well, there's a very clear line here. There's, there's a, there, if I think that Tulsa is one of those places where it's like, there's the touristy stuff and there's the stuff for the locals. And there's a huge gap in between uh, those two things. And I have lived in touristy destination areas my entire life. I, I have never lived anywhere that wasn't a tourist destination. And in every place I've lived, there's always been kind of a mix, you know, like a lot of the events that uh, bring a lot of people in from other places were also big draws for the locals. And I guess, I don't know, I've always, I've appreciated that. And I like the crossroads, you know, I like the meeting of minds and I love meeting people from other places and having an opportunity or a place and an opportunity to like talk about stuff and that's kind of what we're trying to create a little bit more here uh because we've seen such a 
major line of kind of disconnect between locals and tourists. That's really cool. I appreciate that, Keith, that you acknowledge that Taos is continually experiencing change because we are a tourist-dominated economy. That's where most of our dollars come from. But I also appreciate the fact that you are aware that in order for a business or in order for this place to be comfortable or a business to be successful, you need to acknowledge the locals as well and create a space and a place and something to add value to the local economy and the local economy. A community rather than just catering to those tourists that are coming with their dollars. So I really appreciate that sentiment you uh, expressed earlier just about how people like Taos is going to always continually change. There's open-minded and open-hearted people coming to the area to make that change in a relaxed way who are their patient and they're not trying to rush and they're not trying to force a way of life or beliefs on people. They're just coming in and becoming Taos. So yeah. I really you can't change it. Taos is as much I mean, you know, as much as it's gonna change, it's not. <laughs> and that's what you have to and that's what makes it so awesome. Yes. That's why, you know, that's why it works for some people and it doesn't. Mm-hmm. This is a really special, unique place. Or one of the keys to like getting along here is appreciation for it. Appreciation's key. I mean it has a lot to offer and it's unique. So if you're not gonna come here and appreciate just what it is geographically even like you're you're not gonna survive (laughs) okay okay no that's cool great answers you guys i really appreciate what you guys think uh like some of the values and characteristics of taos are and how you're having to learn them and adapt to them and take your time and be patient not rush things it just makes sense i feel like you two are the type of newcomers that our community will soon value because they see you're not a typical newcomers that are trying to just change everything right off the bat and mold the town to make it what you see best you know like you said Taos will change but really it's not going to change so I I like that that's I'm probably going to start using that because it's true I've lived here all my life I've seen it over the years even with the influx of like pushes trying to get big box stores or like you know trying to get multi-level hotels and stuff it seems like it's gonna work but then it never does and never goes through and then we don't ever get any of those things and so taos changes but it doesn't change really so that's that's cool i'm, I'm totally gonna use that man good one good one eden <clears throat> so that's super cool now that i know a little bit about why taos and how come you guys came here um i'm curious um about a couple aspects of your business because now that you're in Taos and you're settling in, um, what have been some of the challenges um, as well as some of the accomplishments of the multifaceted endeavors you guys have of the Eden's empanadas at the farmer's market, the Illuminations Apothecary pop-up all the way to an official brick and mortar. So let me know, you know, because people want to know what are the struggles for business people as well as what are the things that are the most fulfilling and like successful and, you know, feel free to take your time or, you know, um, there's no wrong answer here because there's a lot of entrepreneurs out there in Taos, a lot of them that fail, but a lot of them that are successful. And I'm sure anything that you guys have to say, everybody can relate to on this topic because Taos is a tough place to start a business. It is. And okay, so this is like a loaded question. Sure. Uh, the farmer's market. Mm-hmm. I am so grateful for the farmer's market. It is my favorite thing about living here. It's so cool. Um, and being part of it this year for the first time has been an honor and a privilege, and it's been so good to me. 
What has been difficult is that there are certain weeks like Labor Day, <laughs> where you think, or where the barn dance is happening, where there's tons of people in from out of town. But mm. guess what? The tourists are not going to go to the farmer's market and buy a ton of produce or buy an empanada. That's not what they're here for. They're here for a green chili, you know, a Christmas chili burrito and, you know, whatever. But go to the farmer's market, go to SIDS, go to, you know... Go to La Cueva. Go to these places and like do your regular routine because we need you guys. Mm-hmm. You know, so when the tourists come in and we have like tons of inventory that we're tr- desperately needing to like. Mm-hmm. I wholeheartedly agree with Eden. I think that it is so vital for the community to support all of the local businesses because. The reality is, is if they don't support those small businesses, we will become a, like a town full of bo- big box stores. And that's not anything that anyone wants. We really need to support the little guys. And I think a prime example is the spice shop too. I mean, I can't tell you how many people come in. You know, we've been open almost a year now and they tell us that they live here and they didn't even know that we exist. Me too, dude. That's why I'm so thankful we're doing this podcast because really I've learned so much today and I'm going to be talking this place up. And that's what it's all about, that building that community. Mm-hmm. So totally, that's super cool. Yeah. Like sometimes going down Paseo is quicker than Placidas. <laughs> <laughs> so come on, guys. When you're coming from like Hondo or El Prado, don't take that right-hand turn at that light pass. It's keep going because there's stuff that people who are your neighbors are working so hard on and they're doing it to make your community and your town better. They're not doing it for the tourists. And, you know, so many local, I mean, I cannot even begin to tell you how many people who I know, who I'm friends with, who've lived here for 14, 15, 16 years, who have no idea that we're even here. It's true. And like, it's all part of that, um, as the merchant or the, the vendor like us in our case, or like you guys, it's our duty too to provide something of content beyond our products, um, provide something of value beyond our products and our content for the consumers. Um, that's why I really appreciate how you guys are doing classes here. You know what I mean? And, it's really cool how you guys agreed to do this podcast because this, all these classes, this podcast, your outreach at the farmer's market, all of these things are education for the consumer so that way they know what it is that they're supporting. And I think that's really huge and really important. So it's definitely good that the consumers recognize and understand the need for their dollars to go to local businesses all year round here. But it's also good for us to understand and um, acknowledge like you gentlemen have done that we need to also reach out and engage our community, offer them things like classes, offer them things like really awesome, amazing food, offer them. um, I like how the town is creating events like uh, Thursday night um, music on the plaza, how they offer movie nights in the park for the kiddos during the summer, how they're doing first Fridays on the bench street in the whole plaza area. You know, all those things are really cool because that keeps people from taking the roundabout um, to avoid traffic in town. You know, they'll keep them off Placidas. Um, they'll come into the plaza park and walk around this whole strip, you know, from the plaza all the way up to fetching in right where you guys are across from and then back down, you know, because this is a whole, our main strip and it's got a lot of cool shops and a lot of cool things. But like you said, it's interesting that um, locals 
aren't necessarily parking their cars and doing that on the daily basis to go walk around and see what shops are there and see what's there. So I really appreciate that the town is making events for people to come and park and walk around their main strip as well as their, you guys are offering classes and things like that. Um, and I hope that through uh, folks listening to this podcast, they're going to be able to find some hidden gems in their community as well. Like First Friday. Oh my God. First Friday is awesome. Everyone who lives here should check it out because it's for the town. And it's, it, it's literally the town putting it on for the town. And some of the people who are out there, like the ceramics, the leather work, the empanadas. The, uh, <laughs> Have you seen the Vagrant Heart? Those guys set up uh, their shirts and their art and their hats. And yeah, stuff. it's mm-hmm. freaking Beautiful awesome. Stuff. First Friday is so good. And it's, it's all so cool. local artists. It's all people who live here who are making things here. It's, it's Taos, basically. Yeah. Yeah. And, and just so you guys know, if you don't know what First Fridays is, is every first Friday of the month, our town opens up the John Dunn um, shops area as well as the Taos Plaza and the corridor between the two for folks to go and set up tables and of course you have to be a local artist well not necessarily have to be but that's who usually shows up because that's who finds out about it are the local artists and stuff like that so definitely and it goes up until about um, the beginning of December all the way through November so there's going to be a lot of plenty of uh, fall shopping to go do there for the holidays they have some really cool stuff and it's all Taos things like the boys here said and also go get some empanadas because you can throw them in your freezer and put put them in your oven and they'll come out just as flaky crispy as ever Um, but so anyway speaking of food and those empanadas um now that you guys are in Taos and when you're not having to um, finish the inventory that you're not, <laughs> when you're not having to eat the inventory that you didn't get to get out during a um, slow Labor Day weekend or whatever, uh, what do you guys like to cook or what do you guys like to eat? Um, if there's any restaurants that you guys would like to throw out there for people to go try that you think are incredible. I mean, Common Fire is doing a killer job. Love yeah. Common Fire. It's freaking awesome. Medley blew me away was not expecting how good that was um i'm a big orlando's fan i go every week <laughs> right on. the chillerinos it's the best chillerino i've ever had and yes. i came from a family of chillerino obsessed people uh where else uh, i just have to say a common fire the grilled cheese with kimchi is yeah. phenomenal and every time i go i always get that and yeah. other things too but it's just oh it's so good and noah at the farmer's market who's doing shrub life he, it's all vegan it's incredible his corn dog his deep fried vegan corn dog is insane and then there's a og dog this little couple selling these like vegetarian hot dogs on purple potato buns with the works and the John Dunn shops are five bucks. They're awesome. They're so good. <laughs> you know what? I think I have to go. That guy, he does a lot of outreach too. He's like literally standing out in the middle, like come try a dog, come mm-hmm. try a dog. So you know what? I think I'm going to go over there for lunch today and go They're get wrong. one of those purple those potato buns. They're really, really cool. Yeah. Nice. And so are you guys um, vegetarians or vegans or do you have any dietary restrictions? Because I myself, I'm an opportunivore. I'll eat it all. (laughs) That's awesome. Um, I'm a vegan with no self-control. So I eat a lot of dairy. I eat a lot of cheese and like all that stuff. Um, A lot of eggs because there's so many. There's, you know, Copper Pot Farm. It's like the best eggs ever. You can't say no. Chris is awesome. Yeah. They're freaking awesome. awesome. Um, So... 
we were pretty staunch vegans when we moved here. Uh, but, you know, the people at Just Kidding, the people at Copper Pot, we just, like, couldn't say no. It was too good. There's so much good dairy here. It's, <laughs> it's hard to say no. <laughs> well, you know, and dairy is healthy for you in, in limited amounts, you know, as long as you're not going over excess. So if you guys are primarily vegetarians and eating, if you don't have any self-control, I'm sure that's not <laughs> – I'm sure you don't eat a block of cheese when you sit down to eat cheese. So don't oh, no. worry. Yeah, I do. <laughs> Oh, okay. Well, that's hilarious. Well, <laughs> hey, man, I think uh, here in the uh, land of uh, all this milk and honey, you can just indulge in whatever you yeah. want, man, as long as in, it's in moderation. But even when you splurge, it's still fine, too. We're all human. Nobody's perfect. <laughs> but that's cool. I'm, I'm happy to hear about some of these really great places you guys like to grab bites of um, food to eat. I really like Common Fire too. Once again, that's a great spot, and I'm happy you guys brought it up. It is a fairly newer place, but that's why I'm glad you guys. I'm glad you guys mentioned it because it does need this kind of exposure for people to go in and check it out. Brick oven that you can see the guys cooking their flatbreads on and all their stuff. It's just a fun experience to go in there, sit down, ready to uh, indulge because there's because <laughs> there's going to be so many things on the menu that yeah. you're going to want to try. <laughs> so super cool. Um, what about what are some other things that you guys like to do in town besides um, uh, when you're not working and um, going out to grab a bite to eat or cooking at home? What What do you guys like to do to adventure? What does the the Taos have for Taos area have for your adventures? Well, the location is really great. You know, it's like not that long of a drive to Santa Fe, not that drive long of a drive to Cuesta, Angel Fire, Ski Valley. You know, we kind of just traipse around those areas on a weekly basis. Oh uh, yeah, we like to go to like San Cristobal, do a little bit of hiking. I was up, in, uh, I was just up in the ski valley yesterday, kind of just moseying around. And I mean, like the fall colors right now are already so beautiful, even though it feels like early September is a little too soon to be seeing <laughs> yellow leaves on the aspens. But all the same, it is gorgeous up there. Um, another thing we do really like to do is to go see our friends Tony and Max over at Jones Walker. It's a gallery on Bent Street. And if you haven't been in there, those guys are awesome. It's so well curated and it's just a really great representation of, you know, indigenous artists, um, local art, and they are- the Taos lifestyle. Yeah. Those guys, we go there way too much. I feel like we're kind of a burden because it's like, I, I can't, I have to tell myself not to go in there. It's the most, it's like, it's a gallery, it's a shop, it's so cozy, they're so hospitable and kind, everything in there is beautiful. Um, yeah, we go see them on a regular basis. <laughs> That's awesome. Super cool. Um, I was wondering, since you guys are talking about this uh, gallery that you like, and then... Um, uh, are there people in the community that you guys are meeting or some relationships you haven't developed yet from some acquaintances you've met over the time you've been here? Like, do you guys have any dream collaborations or people you might want to uh, yes. work with or get to know more? <laughs> um, oh, God, yeah. I don't know how or when or where, in what capacity, but the Milson Rogers Museum would be a that would be cool. I love that place. That's one of my favorite spots in town. What do you want to do with them? I don't know. Just anything. anything. <laughs> they are a great organization. That's for sure. We work with them personally and you know, they're all about supporting local businesses and people. So yeah. that's really cool. I mean, we're already doing a lot of collaborations with folks that we've met since we've been here. I mean, John Duncan has been teaching classes for us and he's 
a really well-known herbalist here in town. And I haven't solidified a date yet, but in October, he will be teaching a class on poisonous mushrooms that grow in the area and indigenous poisonous plants. So this would be a great opportunity for anyone who does foraging to have like the knowledge and the wherewithal to identify like these poisonous plants, especially if you're going out and you're looking for things. And, you know, a lot of plants look very similar and it's easy to misidentify them yeah i've wanted to work with john since i think i met him my first second week in town where'd you meet him uh he came into the where did i meet he came in to buy bread at wild leaven i was working at wild leaven at the time and we ended up talking for like an hour Mm. and i was like i want to work with him he knows he's just the guy great philosophy just a walking encyclopedia of plant knowledge amazing guy so i'm really stoked we've been working with him for sure nice well that's cool i like that you guys are already on it collaborating building that community um getting everybody's knowledge out and into the mix so that's super cool and um do you guys uh beyond the collaborations do you guys have any shout outs for folks here or where you're from or any old uh business partners or anything shout them out if, so if only if you want. Well, I just want to say that we have a tincture making class coming up with Unjung Jones, who's another local herbalist who is fantastic and she's, amazing. she's truly like a dream boat. And this is going to be an awesome class. It's ten dollars. It's on the twentieth at or September twentieth at five thirty p.m. And if anyone has been interested in making their own tinctures or just learning how to do it, this is going to be a great opportunity to do so. Yeah. It's, it's going to be awesome. She knows so much. <laughs> it's like I, every time I am around her, I, I've learned, I, I, it's, I learned so much from her every time I see her. I can't even remember what it is I've like learned. It's great. It's, <laughs> it's like an over, she's, a, she's incredible. She's so bright. Anybody else in town, though? Um, I don't know. Max and Tony, we already gave them a shout-out at Jones Walker. So I have one more question, too. Is, um, is there any kind of help, or is there anything you guys need assistance with, or do you need any expertise for your business? I feel like this might be a good opportunity to put it out there so that way people might come find you if they could offer a helping hand. So anything you could think of, uh, if there's anything. The best one of the most incredible resources that Taos has to offer that has been just so monumental in our growth is uh, the SBDC. All right. Correct? Right? Guys we're working with, we're with, working with Marco. Marco yeah, over. Marco Schmidt is the man. He's it's, awesome. And then Rose at the at Taos 10. 10. Yes, it's Rose Reza. Freaking yeah. incredible. They will, um, like, you walk in not knowing anything, you will leave after one session with them knowing everything. And feeling and feeling confident about going forward with their business. That's yeah. what they really helped me with is all this, you know, information that otherwise you'd have to wade through, you know, oceans of information to learn how to start up your small business or get it going or grow it or however. And definitely Rose Reza of 10 and Marco Schmidt of the Small Business Development Center over there on Civic Plaza Drive. Super awesome, helpful people. Um, just a quick note, Rose Reza just resigned from Taos 10. So she's no longer the director. Um, and I don't know what's happening there, but I'm pretty sure at the next 10 meeting, they're going to be announcing, you know, that. And I just want to let you know, because 
I'm sure that people and entrepreneurs in our community who have worked with Rose definitely appreciate her help, insight, knowledge, because she did come from a serious business background yeah. mm-hmm. and um, on an um, international level. So she's definitely been of great value to mm-hmm. me, as well, as well as Marco, too. Marco, very helpful, looking to give you all the resources and information you need to get you going. So mm-hmm. shout out to Rose, shout out to House 10, shout out to Marco and the um, SBDC. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. And it's what I really appreciated about them is if you go in and your idea ain't that great, they're not going to let you walk out of there thinking that it'll, you it'll know, work. fly. Yeah, like they really will be like, you need to think about this. You need to, you know, they, they, you can't, you just don't go in there with some idea and expect to get pat on the back for it. Like they, they help mold you mm-hmm. into a successful business person. It's an amazing uh, service because that does not come naturally to me. <laughs> yeah, most definitely. Great shout outs. Great shout outs, you guys. Uh, and um, I really appreciate you putting those two plugs in because those are really invaluable resources to anybody who's starting up a business or even fully actively engaged in a long running business, but just needs to learn how to grow, transition. I'm sure even dissolve a business and shut down. They could help you with, you know, if you're done. <laughs> but, who wa- but, but who wants to be done? Because you know what they say when you're not making money, you're spending it. So <laughs> might, as well, might as well always be working for it. But um, anyway, uh, how about are you guys open to um, being contacted by the audience? Oh, yeah. Cool. How can we contact you? I mean, just literally come by the store and we'll be here. We're gonna we're here all the time, and if we're not here when you come by, wait fifteen minutes because <laughs> we'll be back. Um, but they can always uh, email us at illuminationsapothecary at gmail. That's a great way. What are the uh, one more time? Where is the business located, and what are the hours? It's two two six Paseo de Pueblo Norte. It's right next door to Brodsky Books inside the Tau Spice Merchants. The hours are Monday through Saturday, 10 to 6 p.m. and Sunday from 12 to 4. You can also find us on social media on Instagram at Illuminations Apothecary and also Illuminations underscore Apothecary. We each have our own um, social media, media platform because we post different content. So, you know, it's definitely worth it to follow both of us if you're interested. For sure. Super cool. Well, Keith, well, Eden, the Calibri boys, (laughs) I really appreciate you guys this morning. I love what you're doing. I love learning all about the multifaceted endeavor you guys have going on through Illuminations Herbal Apothecary, as well as Eden's Empanadas at the Farmer's Market, and you're bringing your culinary expertise to the people. And I really also liked finding out about uh, your work as um, a life coach and like to uh, offer some folks some some, some growth and knowledge so they can grow themselves, you know. And so that's really cool. And um, before we before we uh, finish this podcast, is there anything you'd like to leave the audience with or anything you'd like to say? Yeah, uh, support local indigenous artists. <laughs> nice. I think it is the number one most uh, beautiful slash important investment anyone could ever make. That is so true. <laughs> thank you so much, Angelo, for this opportunity. This has been really great. Yeah, thank you so much. Right on, boys. I really appreciated it. And uh, now I know that we're going to just keep growing our friendship now that we'll move past acquaintances at the farmer's market. And um, I am definitely about to sign up for a couple classes for my wife and I nice. and pick up some of your products because I always make sure to... 
um, vote with my dollar for local businesses. Absolutely. The truth. Absolutely. Vote with your dollar. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Awesome, guys. Well, thank you so much. And um, I'm sure I'm going to have you on the podcast, you know, probably in the beginning of next year to see how the, the last qu- or first quarter of your business has been. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, that'd be excellent. <laughs> All right. See you later, guys. Thanks again. <laughs>